everybody. Welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. And uh, we've got a busy show today. We're going to look back over a pretty shitty uh, UFC card on Saturday on uh, EFC, ESPN Plus. But uh, we got a big one coming up this weekend. Another, uh, I think it's another Apex show, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. And uh, but there's a lot of other stuff going on in MMA as well. We got a question of the week from a, a fellow fight uh, game media, uh, which I guess we'd call a colleague, uh, host of a show. We put out the word and he gave us a really good question. So we're going to get into that. No spoilers unless you're in the fight game media discord, which uh, I encourage all of you to join. Um and uh, if you haven't already, it's open for anybody. So um, you just let us know. I think we can invite you now. We can send you the link. Um, and uh, as well, if you're in the Fight Game Media Facebook group, I think there was a link posted there. So where you can join. So I know a lot of people joined today, um, like dozens. So, uh, you know, it's, it's growing like pretty, pretty quickly. And, and it's a lot of fun. We're having a lot of good discussions in there. And um, I also want to thank you all for listening to this show. And uh, make sure to uh, down, make sure if you downloaded it, how you know from wherever you listen to it, make sure to subscribe, leave us a five star review. It really helps out the network. And uh, as well, consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon, where we get uh, yet uh, at least a show a day from uh, you know covering all kinds of MMA. Uh, well, not really MMA too much because that's a free show, but boxing, pro wrestling. Uh, pop culture, all that good stuff, and it's just five bucks a month. Um, you know, less less than uh, what like twenty cents a day. So you know, it's uh, and, and again, it really helps out the site. And uh, we are growing. Um, we're we got some really encouraging news from uh, Garrett this past week on on this free network. So um, you know that that it's doing really well. So I want to thank you all for your continued support. And uh, Ryan, we. Um, I guess we have this uh, ESPN on ESPN plus 77 to recap. Um, one of the very few shows that I watched almost live. Uh, well, I live for most of it. Um, and then, uh, you know, once the wrestling started, I was going back and forth. And that's kind of when the card itself started to churn. <laughs> it was pretty good at the beginning. Like the prelims were pretty awesome, actually. You know, a lot of finishes. and But, man, I, we say this all the time, but... It, going back to back and flipping back and forth between the UFC and WWE and especially the crowd that they had this, this weekend. I mean, I, they got to get out of this apex. I don't, I don't even know if there's anybody actually there. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I, you did. He, like, I thought I yeah, heard a few. I, I heard some during, during the Blanchfield and George yeah. fight, but uh, it sounded like, like nobody was there. And I think, I think even like John Morgan made a comment because he, you know, he was there obviously. Well, yeah, he obviously, was. but he made a comment. He made a comment on uh, social media about uh, basically alluding to the fact that there's nobody here. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg didn't rent the arena out this time. Like this was, you know, it's one o'clock in the afternoon on a on a Saturday in Vegas on a holiday weekend. I mean, you know, and and it's a card headlined by Aaron Blanchfield and Jessica Andrade. God bless them, but you know, I mean, and, that was only that was only like a week ago, you know. Yeah, like, I know. And before that, it was yeah, like nobody was buying tickets ahead of time to see Talia Santos and Jessica Andrade, you know, in in the main event. Yeah, yeah you, not, not not with what they charged to go to the Apex. No, way. no, and and I mean, it's not like you know we had, you know, there's literally you know like three fighters on this card that 
you know, anybody outside of hardcore UFC fans that watch all the time care about, you know, Jim Miller, Jess Kondraj and, um, uh, Ovin St. Peru. And, you know, everyone else in the card is just, you know, just another fighter, you know, to, as far as most people are concerned. And, um, you know, and, and, and the card, you know, kind of was that. I mean, every week we get these cards, it seems like. But, I, again, when you're going back and forth between, you know, and this, granted, WWE crowds aren't always like this, but this was one of the hottest crowds they ever had for you know like a big show in montreal and and then we get this this show from the apex and when i'm going back and forth and and you know and, and you're seeing you know a not bad fight in some cases but just like no reaction and yeah. the announcers are you know like they don't even sound like they want to be there half the time yeah. i mean you don't even need to compare it to wwe show just compare it well to yeah last week's ufc show in person sure For, of okay. course yeah yeah but i'm saying like when you're going back and forth yeah like yeah. that's where it sticks out like you know you got a week to forget about it and if all you watched was ufc you know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that show last week was pretty good. But, you know, whatever. This is fine. Um, but, man, you know, like and, and it's just and, you know, the other thing is it kind of reminds you of the pandemic. And I don't really want to be reminded of the pandemic anymore. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, every. Yeah. Seriously. Every week throughout the apex, I just. Yeah. I'm reminded of the pandemic. It's like it's time to move on from this shit. Yeah. And there's no reason for it. But we did get a show and uh, man, like. I don't even really have anything to say about the main event. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I was really glad that it ended early because I fell asleep in the first round. And part of it is because I watched it like really late. Like I watched it after the WWE pay-per-view and like, I'm watching the first round and like it starts and then I'm like, okay, what happened? What the bell rang? And it's like, and then I'm looking, you know, and, and the Twitter scores are all over the place. And, and I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I gave a score to this. And then, you know, and then Blanchfield finished in the second and I'm like, okay, good. You know, I don't have to pretend like I scored this when we do the show. Um, But, you know, from all accounts, the first round was really close and, I, I and really good yeah yeah and really good yeah and, and it's funny because you had said you had made a comment that three fights in a row were like the worst three fights in ufc history you know maybe like you know back to back to back and i didn't know if you were counting this main event and i assumed you weren't no um, I, I assumed you were talking about the the two light heavyweight and heavyweight fights that immediately preceded this which were not good um yeah. which, and uh which we may get into we probably won't though but yeah yeah, yeah. i mean I'll we'll, we'll blast I'll over them on, i'll touch them brief on them briefly in, yeah yeah but in i mean but the main event i mean blanchfield you know she submitted <sighs> jessica andrage uh minute 37 into the second round rear naked choke i mean she got her opportunity and she pounced on it and um uh you know andrage took this fight on 10 days notice we um, no, not even that long not even not okay even, like was, i thought i thought blanchfield said or maybe I'm mixing that up with a different fight. Oh no, no yeah, was, that was Hannah this was Hernandez. a straight. This Hernandez. was a straight. This was a straight weeks notice last Saturday. It changed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we. Yeah. Because when I had asked you. Yeah. When did this get announced? And you're like on the show. Um. Because they were like, you know, the the. I think they may have even had like I don't even know like sometimes they have the the upcoming fight like the upcoming card like graphics in the cage and it, like I can remember they might have even still had 
Santos Blanchfield in there? No, no, no. They, they, it had it. They did immediately. And it's, okay. There, I was expecting it to say Santos Blanchfield. And it said yeah. Andrade Blanchfield. I was like, wait, what? And then yeah. So, so that's where you were alerted that's to. Was yeah. Like, yeah, it's like nobody knew before then. So yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, did they make a mistake? <laughs> so yeah, but no, it was yeah. I remember it was Hernandez in his post fight interview uh, mentioned that he took the fight on ten days notice against Jim Miller. But um, the yeah, so. Um, Spoiler alert on that one. But yeah, I mean, big win for Blanchfield. Um, as we said last week, she had nothing to lose, and uh, she made the most of her opportunity, got a big name, big win over a big name, and really she is next in line, I think, for a title shot between the winner of, um, uh, you know, Valentina Shrinchenko, and uh, I'll see if I get this right. It's Tisha Torres, right? No. No. It's close. no, it's oh god, it's uh Alexa Grasso, yeah, <laughs> okay. Tisha Torres is pregnant. She I know, I know, I said this last time, <laughs> I get it wrong all the time, but it's yeah, it's Alexa Grasso. So the winner of those two, I think, is defending against Blatchfield. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally sure about that. Okay. I mean, she she did ask for a title fight, she did call for call for win, and yes, this is an absolutely impressive win of beating, you know, she beat Jessica Andrade on, you know, no matter, no matter the stakes, you know, no matter the fact that it was a week's no, week's notice, you know, you beat one of the best female fighters in UFC history, but again, you still beat her on one week's notice when she's, you know, after a month after she had fought, she's probably not, I don't, I wouldn't surprise me. If she hadn't trained at all okay. since, since then. Well, since yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Since then. And, you know, unprepared, unprepared and all that. And Blightfield is peaking at the right, at the right time. What surprised me if they gave her one more fight, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but, but uh, maybe run, maybe go back to the Santos fight. Yeah. Maybe go back to Santos fight. Maybe man in Fioro, you know, who, mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, just somebody, somebody else on a, on a full camp because as you know, Blaisfield's young. She's still young, twenty-three years old. So her her record is eleven and one. Really should be twelve and zero. You don't really want to rush somebody into that into that title fight, but you know. But at the same time, it's like it, you know, she, and she's only got one one win. This is her only win over a ranked opponent. So, where do you I mean, where do you put her? Where where is she now in the rankings? Like five? Uh, uh, I got them just sent to me. Uh, I put her at four, I believe. Okay. I had yeah four. I, I have her at four. Excuse me, because I had uh, Santos, Grasos, and Fioro ahead of her. That makes nine. sense. And in the they just sent out the email with the rankings when they come out. She's at three. In the three. Official. Okay. Three. Uh, Santos and Fioro are ahead of her. They got Grasso. Oh, yeah. down. They got Grasso down at six on this. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't matter where she is because yeah, she's yeah. got the title fight anyway. So yeah, so I guess Blanchfield leapfrogged her, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, she did. Uh, but Blanchfield, I mean, she's gonna get a title shot eventually. Basically, there's no no reason to rush her. Rush her, yeah. you know. It's just uh, and even, is, yeah, I guess yeah, you're right because even if she loses, you know, for some reason in her next fight, I mean, you still got time to build her back up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see it going either way. Her getting the next shot, or her getting one more opponent. You know, it's but uh, she's definitely right there in the mix. And if y'all been listening to the show since the beginning, y'all know I've been very high on her, calling her, mm-hmm. calling her future champion. Uh, and she's very, very impressive. You know, very impressive wins. Just the way she got that back. And then got that choke. I mean, it was it was really slick, and she held her she held her own on the feet with Andrade. Andrade is a ridiculous volume striker, striker, yeah. and Blanchfield 
held her own, held her own, uh, was actually winning the first round probably until about the last 90 seconds when Andrade took over late in the first. But, yeah, very good fight for those two. Very good win for Plainsfield. Yeah, so we'll see what's next for her. And for Andrade, probably nothing much really changes. I yeah, know she had she, been talking about moving down. Yeah, she, uh, says she's, she says she's going back down to straw weight. Yeah, so I mean, it this this doesn't hurt her at all, you know. Right. I don't think, especially if 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 Blanchfield goes on and fights right. for the title, and you know, if she wins it, it's like this was almost good for her in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Drage goes back to one fifteen, and then she comes out of this fight with a brand new contract that she said pays her like more than three times the amount that she was making beforehand. So she got a good right. deal out of all of this. All right, um, let's do our three stars. Let's do our three stars. You can go yeah. first. <laughs> Should I give them to the three winners of those fights? <laughs> well, you could, but I mean, there there's a lot of good stuff on the prelims. Uh, yeah, uh, first one is going to go to go to uh, Myra Buena Silva. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she, uh, she looked good against Lena Landsberg. Landsberg uh, just kind of controlled the first round on the on the mat, and then the second round was kind of doing the same controlling on the on the ground. Landsberg uh, was able to get up near the end of the round, but made the made the dumb mistake of wanting to go back down to the ground with Silva and, and Silva grabbed her leg and got the knee bar, you know? You know yeah. She tapped right her, away. Tapped it right was away. like, yeah. it, and it was almost like one of those things that looks like it's desperation that somebody does just cause they're trying to roll out the round. But obviously it was in there yeah. super tight yeah. cause she tapped like fast. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to do something unconventional here. My second and oh, third stars. I think you're going to do what I was going to do. Okay. <laughs> well, you, but, <laughs> well, I was going to take one of them, but go ahead. My second and third stars are going to be Nazim Sadikov and oh, Evan Elder. Never mind then. Okay, that's not yeah. what I was going to do. Okay. Yeah, my no, second. I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. yeah. They're they're both going to be on my three stars. They had an amazing lightweight fight, like just just incredible, just back and forth. Yep. Beating the crap out of each other, each other. They both rocked each other in the first round. Elder dropped Sadikov, and and the second round was just as crazy, crazy. I don't know that this, you know, it's going to be one of these fights that, you know, not a fight of the year kind of contender, but one of those fights when you look back on at what were some fun fights of the year, year, this is going to be in. It had an unfortunate end, and uh, Sadikov landed a head kick in the th- early in the third round. That opened a big cut over Elder's right eye, and they stopped. The doctor stopped the fight. I've seen fighters with worse cuts, you know, be allowed to continue, continue. But I'm not going to argue about the stoppage. It was a pretty deep cut, deep cut. So yeah, you, I mean, there should be more leeway. It gave Sadikov the the win, which was unfortunate for Elder because he was up 2018 on all three scorecards heading into the third. So he was on his way to winning without Sadikov finishing him. But uh, yeah, they just had an awesome fight, and both these guys should be recognized, especially when we had some. Luck, lackluster kind of fight, fight, fights and fighters on the on the show. Let's give these guys some props for putting on a hell of a show in there. I um I had it nineteen nineteen um after I the did second too. yeah I and did. uh and then after the fight my uh my my comment and I got you know a little bit of feedback on this tough tough way to end a great fight. Hopefully they each they each get fifty k and uh, and they did. Yep. Although I didn't think they would. Yeah, I didn't because, think they would. Ask. No, because the very next fight, and this is where I'm going to go unconventional. One of my three stars is going to be Jim Miller, <laughs> um, because I thought he won that fight against Alexander Hernandez. Um, I mean, it was super close. The first round um, was was super close. 
and like I, you know, and it, it all I thought came down to whoever you gave that first round to. Um, and uh, and but either way, like, and I made a comment, like, I thought Jim Miller, like, basically in the third round, stole 50k from Evan Elder because I figured like they'd probably still give Nazim Sadikov a 50k performance bonus, but that Hernandez and Miller were going to win the fight of the night because. I thought, like, for me, like, the most noise I thought I heard on this whole show might have been in this fight. Yeah. Um, because, like, Miller is, you know, he's a legend. And um, and he, he just, like, I thought in the third round, like, he just decided, like, I'm I'm going to take this fight. And uh, I was surprised that one of the judges gave it 30-27 Hernandez. Two of the judges did. Two, yeah. Like, yeah. I was I was really surprised by that. But um, I wouldn't have been at all surprised at 29-28 for Hernandez, even though I had a 29-28 Miller. But I just thought it was a great fight. And, you know, as I said earlier, Hernandez took it on short notice. So props to him. But it's a rare case when I'm going to give a guy that lost a fight one of my three stars. Um, and, and just because he's Jim Miller. Um, yeah. and second and for- for those that get mad about his A10 nickname being announced, it's because his real nickname is not appropriate yeah. for television broadcasts. So no, I mean, they can say freaking if they want. But. No, no, you, you can't yeah, say Jim freaking Miller like he's Seth Rollins. It's Jim fucking, fucking Miller. Miller. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Uh, second star is going to be Clayton Carpenter. Uh, he made his UFC debut, um, 7 and 0. 26 year old flyweight and uh he just you know he got the job done uh three minutes and 13 seconds uh choked out um juan camilo ronderos um you know who's an inexperienced fighter this fight was there for a reason and uh clayton carpenter did what he had to do but doesn't make it any less impressive and uh my third star is going to be philippe leans um you know he knocked out Owen st Prue in 49 seconds and uh wasn't expecting that um I think Ovin St. Pru is probably done. You probably know more than I do, but I, I can't imagine that UFC doesn't cut him after this. But, you know, putting him third fight from the top on a card like or third like third fight on the card in a fight like that on a show like this, where he was like probably the biggest name on the show. And then, you know, and then he loses like that. I just I don't see any use for him at this point. And he feels like a prime candidate for uh pfl but um you know we'll see what happens with him but uh yeah it was, so philip leans uh clayton carpenter and jim fucking miller my three right. stars yeah all right and uh going through the card from the start it started off with the flyweight fight that paul talked about clayton carpenter first round submission rear naked choke over uh, juan camilo ronderos then we had a welterweight fight aj fletcher uh second round submission guillotine choke over thimba grimbo this was a pretty interesting fight Fight yeah. while, I, while I said Garimbo uh, kind of had control in the first, a little bit of control in the second, but Fletcher got out both times and, and then got the gear. The finish was kind of fun. Uh, I think Fletcher, if I'm right, right uh, landed a knee as Garimbo was coming in and just grabbed the neck. And locked yeah, he got, the, he got it standing, right? And dragged him he to got the ground. it standing, dragged it to yeah. the ground and was on his back and then switched to where he had it. It was a mounted guillotine choke. Yeah. Garimbo tapped. Yeah, it was a very slick finish. Then we had light heavy fight uh felipe lens knocking out Ovent st Pru in 49 seconds just lens just blitzed them from the get-go and yeah osp was just done quickly done he didn't quickly. know what hit him like yeah he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and lens for a former heavyweight and he's he actually looks good at 205 so do you, so do you think osp's done uh, 39 long career, lots, lots of losses, lots of boring fights, fights. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think if his contract's up, he's done. Yeah. I don't, yeah. he might be a guy they let finish out his contract. They don't seem to, 
it, yeah, they don't really, yeah, fire they don't really quite cut many people now. It's more so letting people fight out their contracts and letting them go. So All right. we'll see. Uh, then we had a featherweight fight. Jamal Emmer's uh, unanimous decision over Kusain Askabob, 30-27 across the board. I thought this was an upset because Askabob was coming oh, yeah. in 23-0, and but Emmer's just kind of controlled with the wrestling and controlled on the feed, and Askabob just never – I don't know. Just I don't know if he just didn't look. He never looked really comfortable. Maybe there. ring rust. He hasn't fought in three years. Yeah, yeah it could have been that. Just never really looked comfortable. Emmer's hadn't fought in almost two years. So true. So true. Guys with long layoffs. So, but yeah, very impressive win for Emmer's. Then we had the women's bantamweight fight. Myra Brana Silva uh, knee bar second round over Lena Landsberg. Then the lightweight fight. Nazim Sadikov, uh third round. TKO stoppage over Evan Elder due to a cut. Then on the main card, we had lightweights. Uh, Alexander Hernandez, unanimous decision over Jim Miller, 230 27s and 29-28. I did have it 29-28 for Miller as well, but I know that the first and the third were close. And, and so 30-27 Hernandez is not out of the question. I know the uh, I know MMA decisions has been down. I don't know if it's back up, but I remember. No, looking I just at, looked. I just okay. Looked. I know the majority of the scorecards were for Hernandez. So. Okay. So, okay. but uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, it could have gone either way. Uh, oh yeah, either either way. I think Hernandez, Hernandez with the third, like Miller is close to having that choke in at the third, but Hernandez did land with almost twice as much volume in the round, and then had that late like flurry from the top at the end, which kind of think. I think I was just kind of caught up in the hype of you yeah, know Miller going to do it again, and yeah, but, you know, I was probably not, not a, my. But Hernandez is impressive on ten days' notice, and yeah, absolutely not a, not a bad loss for Jim Miller. I mean, like I was, no. that guy ain't, ain't going anywhere until he wants to. So UFC he says, 300. he says UFC 345 fights in UFC. That's when it'll be done. But, but you know, who knows? I, I, we could see that guy, that guy fighting at age 49 at UFC 500. You know, he, it, we're like 15 months away at this point. So yeah. he's going to get there. He's going to get there. Yeah. yeah. He, he wins more. He's even, you know, with his long career and as many fights as he has, he still wins more than he loses. So yeah. yeah. And he's losing to like Alexander Hernandez is good. Uh, good. He just, he has some off nights some sometimes but when he actually shows up on a good night he's he's really good so when 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 it looked like miller was going to win i was yeah. like at, you know for i thought like miller could be fighting for a title at ufc 300 <laughs> the way he's going yeah it's not but, crazy yeah. how the, it wasn't crazy because he was had one like three straight going in but yep. yeah yep. but yeah but anyway then we come to the fun part of the card oh god uh marcin prachneo uh unanimous decision uh 30 27 across the board over william knight all Pratchett you know, did was land leg kicks in the fight, but that's all I needed to do because William Knight landed eight total strikes in 15 minutes. Three in the first, he didn't show up. One in the second, four in the third. This was a horrendous fight. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And uh, unfortunately for Knight, I feel bad for him. Bad for him because people he put on Twitter a message that people were sending him death threats over that performance. Oh God! So which I mean, it's all all these people who are betting money money and yeah. losing and then just like i say the that that twi- twitter especially when it comes to fighting and anybody whether it's fighters media coaches you know anything it's it's a toxic toxic environment so mm-hmm. so so yeah it's pathetic and then we had a heavyweight fight jamal pogues Unanimous decision over Josh Parisian, 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. Not much to talk about here. Pogues just kind of wrestled Parisian down 
and control him on the mat. And then we had a light heavyweight fight. Zach Paga, unanimous decision over Jordan Wright, 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. It was pretty much all just clinching against the fence and not exciting. And uh, I would say these three fights in a, in a row, in, in succession, may have been the three worst consecutive fights in UFC history. Definitely on a main card of any show. Like these were just all bad, all yeah. bad. It's like, it's like what this was like watching Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior from Halloween Havoc '98 three times in a row. That was it was that bad. Yeah, just, and and not like, yeah, just like just boring. Like just, you know, just, it was just that. yeah, it was just they were just so boring, so lackluster. Like they were like turn off the like like you know it yeah. made me want to turn off the show. That was I was at that bored of it but i can't and i don't ever get like that during ufc's but it was just well i did because yeah. i just went back to the wrestling yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're yeah, yeah but, live so yeah yeah and this is where that's where john morgan made the con made the comment man man these fans in the apex are so respectful they didn't boo any of those fights <laughs> and then i saw somebody i think sasha Platnikov was he goes like isn't there like only like 17 people there <laughs> so so oh, I imagine, and and those seventeen people are probably watching the WWE show on their phones. Nah, they're <laughs> so, they're there for Jim Miller in the main event, I know. so they don't really care. And then we had the main event: Aaron Blanchfield second round submission, rear naked choke over Jessica Andrade. So great showing for her. Those seventeen people, fifteen of them were uh, Blanchfield's family. Um, <laughs> I think probably Andrade's family. So she's oh yeah, Vegas. oh yeah, right. She's in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and the uh, fight of the night, uh, obviously, was Nazim Sadikov and Evan Elder, as we mentioned earlier. Performance bonuses went to Blanchfield and Buena Silva, so good for them. They all got 50K, and uh, obviously no viewer information since it was at the Apex. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we're uh, one more down. Hopefully, we're close to the end of this Apex era because I know there's more more shows with fight with uh, locations being announced, but... Uh, We'll, we'll stay tuned for that. Um, so coming up this week, we mentioned some other, extra, other shows. We have Bellator uh, coming up on Showtime on Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's a show from Dublin. And uh, if you didn't know where the show was, uh, all you have to do is look at the card because uh, I, I did that in preparation for this show. And, um, yeah, it's a bunch of Irish fighters <laughs> fighting on the card that are seemingly on every time they go to Dublin. These the same fighters, you know, your Sinead Kavanaugh, Carl Moore, Peter Queeley, you know that crew. Um, they, uh, you know, and and even in the even in the prelims, Brian Moore, Richie Smolin, you know, all these guys. But the main event is the for the Bellator welterweight champion. We've got uh, a genuine hero, uh, Yaroslav Amasov, uh, returning. Um, to defend his title against, I, I guess, Logan Storley is the interim champion, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Uh, Amazov was taking time off to uh, fight in yeah. in Ukraine, fighting the yeah. war in Ukraine. You know, he's Ukrainian. so Hopefully he gets a huge ovation when he comes out. Hopefully, I, yeah. That's, yeah. A big, that's a big story. And, I, I, you know, unfortunately nobody pays attention to Bellator because that should be one of the – that should be one of the, kind of the more notable stories going on in sports in general right now. If, it, if this was UFC, I mean – Oh, if this be, was UFC, there would be shit all over ESPN about yeah, it. Yeah, there would be a 30 for 30 probably. Yeah. Um, you know, and – but, yeah, it's it's a, it's a big deal. And Logan Storley is, is you know – a, a a tough, tough opponent, you know, 14 and one, uh, probably the biggest opponent Yaroslav Amosov's ever. Well, they, they fought before. So true. Yeah. 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 And, and, Amosov and, won by split decision. So, yeah. So it was close. That was in 2020. So, um, yeah, so they're, uh, you know, there, and this was originally supposed to be Michael page, but, uh, 
I think, right? No, no, because Storley oh, beat him. Right, Storley. right, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Storley beat uh, Page in the in the interim title fight. The I, hope was that it was going to be Page, but yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I was just looking at the record. It's a canceled fight with Page, but um, I thought, but no, maybe no, no, I, no. Okay, I'm wrong. Never mind. But yeah, Yaroslav Amosov and Morgan Storley. Co-main is a Canadian uh, featherweight going over there. Uh, fight Pedro Carvalho um and uh, jeremy kennedy former ufc fighter um that's you know that's not a bad fight and then we got peter queely and bryce logan uh, shanae kavanaugh former two-time title challenger uh against janae harding six and six uh so this is a setup fight and uh kicking off the main card is kieran clark six and oh against leonardo sinis eight and eight and five against six and six wow yeah well, that's Bellator Dublin, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then the prelims are are on YouTube, I assume. And we there's a few interesting Mike Shipman against Charlie Words, you know, an interesting fight. Gokan Sarakam, uh, that's that's a big knockout dude, right? Um, I guess, yeah, yeah. I I just rem- remember seeing him before, and yeah, nothing much else unless you're you know big Irish fan. A lot of fights in this card, 18 fight card. I think yeah. this thing's gonna start at like probably like seven o'clock in the morning in, uh, in, in uh, North America, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, get 18 fights in there, but, um, I'll be probably watching the main card at least. And, uh, we'll check back next week and see what happened. And, um, and then there is a bunch of, uh, streaming stuff this week. Um, we got hex fights from, uh, Australia, um, in, in, on fight TV on Friday, Friday morning, uh, our time, 3.00 AM. Uh, we got an, uh, UAE Warriors show from um, uh, the Middle East. Um, and I'm just looking to see if uh, my boy Jesse Arnett's fighting on that card because he usually sometimes fights on these. Uh, nope, don't see him on there. But that's those those shows are usually a lot of fun. That's on Fight Pass. And, uh, oh, I just had lost my – oh, no, there we go. Uh, what else we got? I had it, and then they it stopped sorting for me. So they're all uh, – so, so we got one. One on uh, on Prime, yes. This, this week, yeah. yeah. Where the hell is this card? Do you have the details there? Because I'm I gotta sort this again. It, yeah, I uh, just loaded load it up. Loaded up. Topology. Yeah. It's uh in Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand. But uh, yeah. it's uh, John Lineker against Fabricio de Andre de Andrade for the uh, featherweight championship. Remember they they fought. Uh, yeah, they fought in October and then had the had the uh, no contest because of the groin strike. So, right, right, right. Yeah. So we're we're back to that and, again. And the title's vacant because Lineker had missed weight last time. So, yeah. But he's hopefully he'll uh, make weight this time. And yeah. I, I do have it back there. We also got PFL uh, Challenger Series on Fubo TV, uh, you know, which is, you know, pretty readily available for anyone. Uh, that's on Friday at uh, 9 Eastern. Another uh, UFC Fight Pass show from Tijuana, uh, UWC 41. Um, that's on Friday night as well at 9 p.m. Eastern. We got Diamondback from Australia. If you're into the Australian MMA, that's on Fight TV on Saturday. And uh, another uh, – is there two? Yeah, another uh, uh, UAE Warriors show on uh, yeah, Fight yeah. Pass yeah. on Saturday. Um, so that's from uh, Fight Island, right? Yep. Um, yep. And yeah, uh, yeah. ACA uh, on uh, streaming as well. That's the former ACB, which is basically the top Russian regional uh, MMA. And there's a KSW show. I believe these are on Fight. I don't think they're on the, the zone anymore. 
um, and we get it on the Fight Network here in Canada. And uh, it's uh, DeFreeze and Duffy. So that's a big heavyweight fight. Is that yeah. Todd Duffy? Todd Duffy, yes. Yeah, wow. A former. So that's a big one. And and then another UAE Warriors show on Fight Pass on Sunday at uh, 9, 9 Eastern. Um, and uh, that's also from uh, Fight Island. So busy, busy weekend for uh, regional MMA. You going to watch any of this? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, well, you're honest. Uh, I got to see these other cards to see if uh, you know what the Saturday uh, UEW show has a couple decent names on it: Bruno Azaredo, Emiliano Sorti. Um, I think I think Sorti's former UFC guy. Um, and uh, just want to see who's on the Sunday show. Uh, Thirty seven. Yeah, here we go. Because uh, I did know that Jesse had a fight coming up. He's not, uh, no. He's not on that one. No, he's not on any of those three shows. Okay. Um, yeah, so a lot of lot of MMA to uh for uh Kapaska Hitman to to look over. Um I think I pronounced that wrong. But, um but yeah, yeah a lot, Kibosa, lot of stuff. Kibosa, yeah. Kibosa Hitman, yeah. Gerbaka is his nice. handle, right? Yes, Gerbaka Hitman is his handle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay. And uh and then of course the big one. Uh, another uh, afternoon show from the Apex. So I think it looks like the same time as last yep. week, although we got a little, few more fights this time. A little bit better card, although basically the same. No, um, no, this one's definitely better. Is it, Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess so. I don't know, I'm looking at it, and it's like, I mean, there's it's definitely more interesting. Um, in terms of, like, big names, there isn't really much, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, better, Definitely better fights overall. I mean, you know, uh, return of Tatiana Suarez is probably the biggest, you know, thing on this card, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, she's uh, fighting uh, Montana De La Rosa on the main card. And, of course, Mike Malott, who, uh, you know, is uh, I, I'm always tuning in for him. And rare time you get Canadian versus Canadian uh, fighting, which is interesting. Um, but uh, the main event is Nikita Krylov. And Ryan Spann, light heavyweight fight, big light heavyweight fight, two top 10 guys. And um, uh, I don't, you know, I, it's, they're not, like, it's a perfect fight to headline an Apex show, I guess, is the best way yeah. to put it. Um, you know, and, and it's definitely a quality fight. I mean, it it would be like a co-main on any card, you know, on a, on a fight night if it was in front of fans or, you know, a solid, you know, opening uh, pay-per-view main event or pay-per-view card. But um, we're getting here in the in the in the apex, and uh, I'm you know I'm I'm interested because Kry- Kryloff's I don't is it Kryloff or Kryloff I'm never quite sure. They, but they they're pronounced both way. Both pronunciations yeah. have heard. I mean Kryloff was kind of on you know almost looked like he was going to be on his way out. He had lost four or six, and he's won two in a row. And, um, and Span has also won two in a row, and uh, pretty impressive wins. Uh, you know a submission and a and a KO. Uh, both in the first round and both in, you know, the last eight months. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I think for either one of these guys, they're looking at a top five guy next. So it's, it's a big fight for both of them. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Spann, his knockout win over Dominic Reyes, if you remember, he, it was the first, he said it's the first time that he actually seriously trained for a fight. And actually right. Had a, yeah. Had a fight he always, camp afterwards. Yeah. yeah. He always said like, he would just, you know, he, he would like just go to the gym, but never like put himself through an actual, 
camp, actual training camp. That's what I think he more so meant for it was actually going through an actual training camp, not just, you know, he'd always prepared for fights. But uh, did he get that here? Like this, this fight's been on the books for a while, right? Uh, this fight's been on the uh, books for a while. And no, like he's had plenty of fights that have been on the books, books for a while. It's just he never just, you know, did a training camp. He just gotcha. He's about a, that was a, that was the time he said he, he did his first actual training camp and, you know, he won in 80 or 80 seconds over Dominic Reyes. And if he has the same showing here, I mean, a win's going to put him in that mix, you know, with, you know, with those guys fighting for fight for number one contendership at 205. So uh, it's a big fight for both guys. Really, realistically, the winner of this fight is going to be in that hunt, you know, probably in a, in a number one contenders fight next or very close to one. But uh, yeah, big fight for both guys. And, a pretty a pretty quality main event in my opinion i think so and uh and then i think kind of a similar fight in the in the co-main um i you know both guys are a little bit lower in the pecking order than than krilloff and spawn but right underneath them you know in terms of like where they are in the rankings and uh, andre muñez and brendan allen um, you know, their records actually are, are more impressive, but, you know, Kurloff and Spad have fought better guys, um, you know, and, and Munez and Allen have both, you know, had kind of a couple losses that, you know, don't look that great on their records, but um, both on, you know, Allen's on a really good run right now, four in a row. And, uh, and what Munez has won, what, eight in a row? Like hasn't nine lost in a, nine, nine in a row. row and five and oh in the UFC and yeah, already, a lot ranked, of, already ranked inside the top 10. Yeah, a lot of finishes for him too. So, um, you know, this is a this is a big fight too. This could have easily headlined. Um, so, you know, you've got two, you know, two top quality fights. Yeah. So right there, it's it's already ahead of last yeah. week. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think that this would probably have a little bit more interest uh, to you know people that watch you know more weeks than they don't. Uh, you know, I think would check this out. And we're still in kind of in that stage where you know March Madness hasn't started yet. Football's over. Um, so you know, there NASCAR's back, NASCAR's back with the deal. Who won the Daytona 500? Ricky, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Oh, okay, I, I did watch a bit of it. I was kind of going back and forth and you know, playing video games and yeah. checking in on the Daytona, but I kind of forgot that the Daytona was on I, after a while. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm you know, those who, yeah, you're listening before, I'm, I'm a big NASCAR fan. Yeah, I, I did, I caught the pre race stuff. Those pre, the pre races, they, they have so much fun. Um, you know, they like, uh, you know, they had, uh, uh, what's his name going, Daryl Waltrip going, Michael, back and, my- Michael Waltrip <laughs> going back and forth between all the different cars and, you know, and, and those guys, you know, they have so much fun and they, they know the game they're, they're there to sell for their sponsors and, um, you know, and, and to show the fans that are watching that, Hey, we're having a lot of fun here. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, cool. Um, plus, I mean, you know, not to, not to get into, NAS- yeah, yeah. into a NASCAR podcast, but, but huge crowds. At day yeah. Like, like the truck series race was biggest crowd in like 13 years. Uh, the Xfinity race on Saturday was the biggest crowd in like 10 years. And Daytona 500, of course, sold out like 200,000 people. people. I was going to ask just, you, was this like, I almost sent you a DM on, on Sunday, but was this the, like the first Daytona 500, like real with re, like a real crowd? Like, no, no, I mean, they've always had crowds, but like they're like, this was like back to like being a classic Daytona 500 because a year ago we were still coming out of COVID last, last year, last year was sold out too. Okay. 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 But the other, but the uh, other races weren't, 
as they did intended. um this so, and this was it the 75th anniversary too like they did a it's ton a, of it's the 75th year of nascar so. oh, okay because they were showing all kinds of highlights and stuff at the beginning i thought that was really cool like for a casual fan like me to see all that stuff like it it just like i thought they did a really really good job because they knew a lot of people were watching that don't normally watch nascar yeah so they're you know they're showing you that stuff but anyways yeah back to this um yeah so i you know those top two main main fights for sure are fights that you know if you're listening to this podcast you're definitely interested in and uh and then give us uh three more fights okay. that you're looking forward to first on the list is definitely uh tatiana suarez's return uh she's fighting at flyweight now moving up uh fighting montana de la rosa but suarez eight no looked every bit as you know form, former tough winner looked every bit of somebody who was going to become champion but she's been really slowed down by injuries uh you know, knee injuries, neck injuries, back injuries. She's overcome cancer in her life. Just yeah. she's got to, you know, she uh, she represented the United States in the World Championships in wrestling, wrestling, winning bronze medals in Tokyo and Moscow. She's she's got a great story. And uh, if she, you know, first fight since June 2019, and De La Rosa is she's a good opponent, but opponent she should beat if she's still you know, at the level she was at. And actually, if she's at the level she was at, this is to be a fight where she absolutely kind of just, unfortunately, mauls De La Rosa. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, but uh, Suarez, if she comes back and looks as good as she ever ha- has in the past, like her and Valentina Shevchenko would be the most interesting fight at flyweight. More interesting mm-hmm. than Shevchenko and Blanchfield. So that's why, that's why I think like, I don't know that Aaron Blanchfield's next fight is going to be for a title. I could actually see if Suarez like blitzes and finishes Taylor Rosa. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I don't know. That, I don't know that she would be rushed in the title shot, but she'd be one fight away. So, and I would definitely keep Suarez and Blanchfield away from each other for a long as time. As long as you can, yeah. As long as you can. Like that could be a title fight right there. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's one that's one to look for look out for. Uh, another one. Uh I do like that welterweight fight between Canadians Mike Malott and Johan Lenice. That's I believe that's how you say it. Uh, both yeah. guys are finishers. Malott had a very impressive debut last year and Lenice is coming off coming off a win. So yeah, uh, yeah, get to see some uh Canadian on Canadian violence this week, which is kind of funny after Last week's episode of South Park, where they're oh, making yeah. fun of Canadians again, but uh, but uh, I've, I boycotted that show, so <laughs> I was it was it was harmless fun. I'm just kidding. I'm just, yeah, I just I was. It's 2023. <laughs> I was watching that show, you know, and I was like, 20. I've been watching it since 19 since 1997. It's yeah. Still funny. yeah, and then uh, I'm gonna go with a prelim fight, uh, lightweight fight, Rafael Alves against Nerulo Aliyev. Yeah. Alvarez making his debut, but Alves always seems to be in some fun fights. He's coming off a really hectic fight with Drew Dober at, at the UFC 277. That was in Dallas, and uh, and yeah, he's an action fighter. So that's that should be a fun fight right there on the prelims. All right, and uh, I did not do my ROI stuff because it was a Canadian holiday. Well, it was a holiday down there too, right? It's President's yeah. Day. Yeah. So I had the day off work, and my whole schedule was thrown off, and it didn't even occur to me that I was that we were doing a show. Uh, I mean, you sent me the rundown, but I was out shoveling uh, at the time. So I, you know, by the time I got in, I forgot about it. And uh, like, I knew we were doing a show, you know, like in the back of my head, but I forgot that I had to do this. But so I'm going to give you three fights that I'm you're, looking forward to. You're out shoveling snow. 
Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, it was 80, 83 oh, degrees geez. down here in Texas. Yeah, we had two straight days where we had like five inches of snow. So my wow. my son was nice enough to go out yesterday and shovel, so I didn't have to. And then today it's it snowed again, and he was gone, so I had to do it. But uh, I will uh, I I will give you three fights that I'm looking forward to. So my first one is going to be the opener, uh, Jose Johnson and uh, Garrett Armfield. Uh, Johnson's uh, coming off the uh, contender series, I believe. Yeah, and he got a win over Jack Cartwright won a contract and uh and and he was supposed to fight Vince Morales but now he's got Garrett Garrett Arnfield. So that is one um flyweight fight, Odie Osborne and Charles Johnson. Um I, I think is you know a fun fight. Uh Johnson is uh, coming in on a two fight win streak. I know that and uh Osborne lost his last fight but had won the two before that and he also had a, a good fight with Manel Cop. Uh, so you know he's better than his record, I believe. And uh, and then we got a um, a main card fight: Eric Gonzalez going up against the debuting Trevor Peak, who's coming in at seven and zero. Had a really nice uh, fr- um, fight on the Contender Series in uh, September of last year, and uh, he's just twenty eight. So you know, kind of the perfect age to come in. You know, it should be ready as a fight. Um, I was tempted to go with. Uh, Jasmine and Jasmine Devicious and Gabrielle Fernandez because she's Canadian, but um, I just uh, the three I mentioned I like more. I was gonna pick the the uh, Malat fight because I didn't think you would, but um, you did. So, uh, anyways, uh, so that is uh, yeah, those are our three fights. And uh, Ryan, take us through the rest of this card. Yeah, okay, kicks off Saturday, uh, four Eastern time for the main for the prelims, seven Eastern time for the main card. Uh, it says right now, scheduled to kick off the show, and this could change, is a lightweight fight with uh, Joe Selecki against okay. Carl Deaton. Uh, Selecki is on a good run in UFC. He was supposed to fight on this past week's card, but he lost his opponent. They got Deaton, and so that's been scheduled for this week. They signed Deaton to short notice. And then we have the bantamweight fight, Jose Johnson against Garrett Armfield. Then a women's bantamweight fight, Haley Cowan against Island Perez. Then uh, Rafael Alves against Nurilla Aliyev in a lightweight fight. Then we have Ode Osborne and Charles Johnson uh, that you mentioned. It's actually a 130-pound catchweight fight. Johnson took this fight like a week ago, so he can't make quite make it to 126, but they agreed to fight at 130, so be better off for both of them. Then we have a lightweight fight, uh, former Patty Pimblett uh, <laughs> opponent, Jordan Levitt, uh, against Victor Martinez, debuting, and then uh, closing out the prelims, uh, women's flyweight fight, uh, Jasmine Jesuda Vicious against Gabriela Fernandez. Then the main card, lightweight fight, Eric Gonzalez against Trevor Peak, Mac- Mike Malad against Johan Lanise in a welterweight fight, Tatiana Suarez against Montana De La Rosa in a women's flyweight fight. Then our heavyweight main card, the fight. Ryan Frederick Invitational. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to call it that, I go. You know, <laughs> we should call this. It's more like the the uh, UFC Apex Special. Yeah, that's probably more fitting. It's but, like uh, yeah, I I pray because uh, Garrett Gonzalez and John LaRocca do a show, the Fight Game Podcast, and whenever they have the, you know, the the cruiserweights that are just jumping around and doing whatever, and the fights that the matches that John LaRocca hates, he yeah. calls it the John LaRocca spe- Invitational. So this is the Ryan Frederick Invitational. Uh, I, I like UFC Apex Special more often because okay. that seems to be fitting because there always seems to be a main card heavyweight fight in the apex. But uh, this week it's Augusta Sakai against Dante Mays, which is actually isn't a bad fight. No. But, and then uh, Andre Meniz against Brendan Allen in the co-main event. And then the main event, Nikita Krylov against Ryan Spann. 
Yeah, so that is uh, 13 fights as it stands now. Hopefully uh, nothing falls out. Um, we haven't had a lot of late uh, fin- like uh, fights stopped or, or like losing late fights late lately. I think we've had one this year, I want to think, uh, maybe two. But uh, yeah, so that is uh, Saturday afternoon. And then uh, that's the last show before uh, John Jones returns. And uh, we'll be previewing that next week. Uh, and I'll be uh, I'll be there live seeing it. Ryan will be covering it live. So that uh, that is yeah. It just hit me today. We're like eleven days away from, or twelve days away from John Jones. I guess eleven as you're listening to this from John Jones returning, which is uh, huge. Um, as you mentioned, I was just listening to the show, as you know, but the listeners don't. Um, I was listening to the show that you recorded with Justin Nipper last month. Um, just listened to it over the weekend and. Uh, and that's when you made the announcement that this this fight was coming, and uh, you mentioned, which is true, like we've literally been talking about John Jones' return since we've been doing this show. I think, right? Like he didn't fight during the pandemic, yeah. did he? No, no. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, literally the whole existence of the show, we've been talking about it, and uh, it's it's coming. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to that, as I'm sure you are as well. Um, and it didn't even occur to me, like at the time, like you know, who's even fighting? Like I know he's fighting Cyril Gone, but it's like it it's like John Jones is fighting. That's all that I really care about. Uh, I've never seen him fight live, so I know you have many times, but I I don't think I ever have. So. Um, that is going to be pretty cool for me. Um, and uh, yeah, so we have our uh, our question of the week. And uh, Ryan posed this in the Discord. And uh, if again, if you're in there, like he posts it to everyone. So it, what happens is you get a notification and then you click on it and it and then it'll take you straight to the post that Ryan made. And so anytime we're looking for this, you know, if you're on the Discord, you'll, you'll find out. And uh, he had a really good question. There was a... Um, an exchange um, that happened that got a lot of publicity this week. And uh, I'll, I'll just explain what it was. And then you can go into the details of Hawani's response, Ariel Hawani's response, because I didn't hear it. And I know I you, didn't, I you, didn't really hear it either, but you heard the, you heard, you probably saw the clips, right? Like the, uh, just the different I didn't watch the clips. I maybe, maybe got from what people were saying on Twitter. Okay. So you know more than I do. Uh, but, but basically what happened on, uh, on the weekend, I mentioned the WWE show and Errol Hawani was on uh, SmackDown on Friday. And then again, on the pay-per-view on Saturday. And, you know, he was just basically there as, as a pitch man, you know, basically doing the role that, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't even know, you know, like Heidi Andral or, or, you know, somebody like Charlie Arndt would do on, on UFC, like that same kind of role, just basically there to hype up the card. And, you know, he's like in the middle of the crowd talking to fans and everything. And, you know, he did a really good job for what he was there for, but it wasn't as a reporter. Like he was, he was basically a talking head, a hype man for, for the, for WWE. And Tony Khan, uh, the owner of AEW, uh, tweeted out something to the effect of, um, you know, oh, I, I, Ariel, I see you on there. You've got as much credibility as Tony Schiavone. And, uh, and Ariel Hawani responded back with, uh, you know, saying, I can't remember exactly what he first said, but the thing that's garnering all the attention was he called Tony Khan snowman, which of course is a reference to, uh, you know, to using cocaine. 
um, which again, there's no proof or even reason to believe that Tony Cotton, you know, does cocaine, although it's something people joke about. Uh, and, uh, you know, because he's, you know, the shows are kind of frantic pace and stuff like that. And then he, and then he also said, you know, and Tony Schiavone, you're a legend. I don't know why you're, you know, taking this. And, uh, and then, you know, and then just, you know, both sides just kind of came in on both these guys. And, you know, a lot of questions about whether or not a reporter, um, or, or a journalist should be in that role that Errol Hawani was in. And, and, you know, a lot of people that only know him from MMA are wondering like, well, why is he doing this? And Errol Hawani's always claimed, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not a wrestling journalist, but I am a, you know, an MMA reporter and journalist. So Mike's question to make a long story short is, is Errol Hawani a good MMA reporter? Which again is, uh, you know, we, we definitely can have our opinions on that. But before we do, Obviously, on Ariel Hawani's show today, he had some responses to all the, um, basically, the attention that this tweet exchange with Tony Khan got. And what what exactly, you know, what what was Ariel's take on this? Uh, hang on. I'm kind of looking stuff up. I, I don't know exactly his whole, like, response. It, it, he apparently did a, did a, like, probably, like, a 45 minute response for the look. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously look of it. So, uh, so, uh, he, uh, he, uh, do you he, think he's not denying what the snowman comment was, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know if he even made mention of it. He said he wanted to tweet something about Dana is not going to shag you, which is, yeah. Oh, <laughs> over there, which I don't know why Ariel would even want to bring in Dana into this into this like like come on like like okay yeah tony khan and dana white are, are friends and have had dinner and tony khan's been a been at ufc shows before so has nick khan triple h stephanie mcmahon vince mcmahon yep. all them they've had and they've had dinner with dana white like come on like like that's not a that's not a shot at tony tony no. i mean that's you know that's stupid they're fr- they're friends and ariel wants to bring dana into it. ariel is a good mma reporter yes um I agree. I yeah, I will say that he. I can never say that he's unbiased because we know that he's taken paychecks from the UFC before. UFC before, we now know he's taken paychecks from WWE. And he's claimed uh, in the past that he doesn't, but yeah, clearly he is. He said on he said on the voiceover thing like he didn't take a paycheck. Whatever you're very clearly taking a paycheck now, and he admitted he admitted on it. I think that was one of the things on the, on the show today. He admitted that he got paid by WWE for this. And then there's been rumors that he's taking paychecks from Bellator because he's appeared on Bellator broadcasts on Showtime. And then there's rumors that he takes paychecks from Jake Paul's team because he's been he's been doing press conference hosting the press conferences for Jake Paul, Jake Paul and been part of Jake Paul broadcast. So, so I don't know. He wants to claim he's an unbiased reporter, which that's fine with him. I think he needs to stop claiming that. I think there's very, he needs to, he needs to go back to where like, like he's, you know, unbiased journalist. I don't know that he's a journalist anymore. He's more of like, you know, a a reporter, media personality, whatever, whatever you kind of want to call that. Now he's transitioned into that. I'm not going to blame him for taking paychecks from, from these companies. I feel, I mean, everybody's got a family. Everybody has things to do, things to do. I feel like if I was in a similar position, I probably would do the same thing. And I'm not going to, I'm never going to knock him, knock Ariel for doing that. He's, he's, he's got a family. He's got to do what's best, best for himself and his family, family. I think, 
everybody wants to make this situation with Tony Khan, and here's the exact exchange between the two. Uh, Tony tweeted, you're a fraud, Arrowhawani. You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiavone with the AEW Rampage hashtag. Uh, Obviously, that's a joke with Tony and Schiavone. But you know what? Starting your tweet with your fraud, Ariel, I mean, he... He opened himself up okay. to anything okay. that's going to come back. Okay, okay here. Yeah, let, let me – here, kind of let me kind of finish okay. this on. And then Ariel responded, thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Next chat. And also said, also, don't listen to the snowman, Giovanni. You're a legend in my books. And then Tony responded with, good luck with the unbiased journalism. Now, look, everybody wants to criticize Tony for tweeting. Tweeting, I guarantee you nobody else outside of the internet – fan base nobody gives a shit about this it's an internet feud internet feud vince mcmahon uh, vince mcmahon slapped papers out of armin katayans and almost hit <laughs> armin katayan in the face on a real sports interview because armin katayan was going after after vince about all the deaths of wrestlers and vince was basically saying it's not my fault which said, yeah. that's pretty bad. He almost he almost hit Bob Costas on television, television, and actually has come out and said said that said that he wanted to beat the shit out of Bob Costas over you know on real sports. Tony call Tony Khan calling Ariel Lani a fraud on Twitter. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's that's no no. Play. But okay, and it's but awesome. but what I'm and saying I don't think is, it has any, and I, and I honestly believe that Ariel has spent more time on this than Tony has. Thought even thought about it. I guarantee you Tony thought about this for 15 minutes and then he's done forgot about it. Sure, but by saying by opening up the exchange by calling yeah. him a fraud, he's basically opening himself up to whatever Ariel wants to respond to with. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying Ariel's right. Like Ariel yeah. to call, to make that accusation yeah. is terrible. Yeah. And and you know and and then you know and then Tony's response was. I mean, the, the response was bang on because, you know, good luck with your unbiased journalism because yeah. he's, you know, and then WWE escalated it by yeah. bringing attention to this exchange on their broadcast. Yeah. And I'm sure like the higher ups in WWE were, you know, like, yeah, Ariel, way to go and probably yeah. give him a bonus. And, so, <laughs> you know, and and here's here's my feelings on, on the whole thing. On the whole thing. People are wanting to point at the interview that the, the two had as the reason why Tony's calling him a fraud. I fully believe the reason Tony's calling Ariel a fraud was because when Ariel was given his thoughts on that interview, he he had he then and he he has since done this a few more times. He un, he's unloaded on the AEW fan base yes. several times, calling them calling them liars for like an AEW over WWE. And that's an opinionated thing. You can you should never call somebody a liar. You know, if I were to ask you, what do you prefer better, NFL or MLB? And you said MLB, I, I, I'm not going to call you a liar. Yeah, obviously I know. NFL is it's better, stupid. better, but it's stupid. Like you, like you're asking your pref, you're asking somebody's well, preference. You, people, you say people. obviously NFL is better, and I mean right there, that's an opinion. That's an opinion. That's yeah, an because opinion, yeah. I I do prefer the MLB, and yeah. it's because I, I do, what I enjoy to watch. That. You know, yeah, and, yeah, like who, like you cannot call somebody a liar for yeah. giving their opinion. And then he's also called the AEW fan base freakazoids. And he's he said several times the WWE product is clearly inferior, inferior to the to the uh, to the AEW product. But he has all said superior. This. You mean superior? Superior. superior. Yeah. yeah, I don't 
I forgot what I said there. You said inferior. <laughs> yeah, inferior. He, he's been saying the AEW product's inferior to WWE. But uh, he's all been <laughs> saying this. Uh, Tony would like that. It was on Josh Nation. <laughs> Yeah. Eric was on Josh he, Nation's podcast shortly after he made that comment about calling AW fans liars, and he basically denied it. Like, oh well, that's not what I what I said, or that's not what I meant. Clips and of him calling. I know, liars. I know, but he, uh, but he's, yeah, he's just saying like, oh, you know, like you may have thought that at one point, but, but you know, WWE's better now. I, and, I know, even today, he was calling the AEW fans freakazoids even today as i said but but he did this all while claiming to be an unbiased journalist that he was just giving right. his opinion opinion on things and he's well, always now called he's himself a, a, now he's getting he, a paycheck now he calls himself a fan himself you know a, of 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 wrestling he doesn't yeah. consider himself a journalist now to what what i will say and you you touched on this too yeah. but I, I i know we've talked about it personally and and we've talked about it even in a group setting with other people but i don't think i've ever mentioned on this show my opinion on ariel is he's crossed over from journalism a long time ago and 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 that's not a bad thing that's just what he's doing yeah. and he is as you said like he's um he's a content creator he has his show and he has his YouTube and he makes money off of that. And, and he does very well for himself. And he's one of the biggest names. He breaks news, you know, so there's, you know, so he's like, a, you know, like in wrestling, he would be like, a, I, I consider like a Denisa Sato, you know, um, similar, you know, probably a little bit more towards like the reporting that, than she is, you know, um, but, you know, like a Sean Ross Sapp. Um, you know, that sort of thing, but, but different from like a Dave Meltzer or a Wade Keller or a John Pollock who, you know, does those, those things, the podcast and everything, but they also do it from a journalistic perspective or, you know, Brett Okamoto's I think is, is more like, you know, on the reporter side, but you know, he's kind of a mix in between the two, um, you he's, know, but, but he, he's all, he's also, let's be, let's be honest. He's also been on the UFC broadcast. So yeah. He, we and he's been on PFL broadcast, but he he well, he's an just, ESPN he, employee. He's as an ESPN to a employee, yeah. but he mainly only reports on on UFC news. He doesn't really ever report on Bellator news or any other news. So we we kind of know where Brett is on it. Right. Nothing but, nothing wrong nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong. But no. But if if Bellator was on ESPN, then he'd be covering Bellator. So it's yeah. it's not so much a he's he works for his network as opposed yeah. to his. You know, he doesn't work for UFC. He doesn't cash a check from UFC. I don't believe. I mean, you know, perhaps we'll, he's been paid we'll, to be honest. We'll, we'll not. We'll not speculate on that stuff. Cause yeah, kinda, yeah. Because that's not even the point. But, but yeah, in terms of a reporter, I mean, the biggest thing that Ariel Hawani got in trouble for, you know, with UFC was for doing his job as a reporter, which was reporting that Brock Lesnar had signed and he spoiled the UFC okay. surprise. That was that was after he was fired from. Fox and and the UFC UFC paychecks stopped coming coming. Right. That's what is uh what what got him fired from Fox and and the uh and stopped the and broke down the relationship with UFC was when he had Rory McDonald on his show uh when McDonald was headed into his last fight on his oh. contract and he was kind of he was kind of pushing McDonald into testing free agency. And kind of implying that more fighters should should look outside of the UFC and test free agency, and he was doing that all while technically being a, being a UFC employee, which that is what pissed him yeah. off and ultimately led to him him being fired from a. 
but but again that's that's Fox, more yeah. along the you know like i guess you know bringing that up is kind of unprofessional on on air but um but but still like breaking news like that or, or doing that that's more yeah. of a job of a journalist and now he's you know he has fighters on his thing if they have news they'll break it sometimes they save things to break on his show you'll have information that you know is going to be broken on air the Hawani show and you've been asked not to share it i i know that um, you know, and, and that's just the way the game's played. I mean, and, you know, cause... and he also doesn't have access to everybody because because yep. of the way he is. He's he's also burnt bridges with a lot of fighters and fighter managers and, and all yep. that. You know, the, he's he's very much a brash personality. personality. Yeah, but he's, he's still, you know, one of the most well-known uh, MMA journalists in the sport, maybe the most. He is. And or I broadcasters, I should yeah. say, or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I also have an issue with him saying that he's never been a wrestling reporter because he's put out multiple tweets. There was two in particular I found. One was on when Logan Paul signed with WWE, and the other was on the sale when the yeah. sale rumors were going down and there was those rumors about WWE being sold to Saudi Arabia. He did, ex- he did tweets with exclusive news using the, using the words sources tell me. Yeah. So whenever you're tweeting that stuff and you're using, you're doing sources tell me you're reporting news. Yep. So he can never say that he's never been a wrestling reporter because he has reported news. He's only reported WWE news, and we know kind of where he's getting this stuff from. Stuff from if 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 everybody wants to be honest and look look through it, I don't need to bring bring it up. Like like, and I I had that thing too. People you know would call me a wrestling reporter, wrestling reporter, and then I was just like, no, I'm not really one. But then I was just like, you know what? I do get some exclusive news that people don't have, and I have put it out there. And I've come to the fact that you know what? I might not be collecting a paycheck as a wrestling reporter. But I've reported wrestling news, so I have to resign on the self fact that yes, there are times where I am a wrestling reporter, as I am <laughs> MMA reporter. If somebody wants to pay me, pay me a good salary, salary instead of these clowns like Louis Dangor and those kind of names, I will do a damn good job, and I will report report everything I'm told because I am told a lot, and you'll get a lot of exclusive shit from me. Yeah, you'll charge me. five bucks a month and you I won't charge the Ryan I Fredericks, Fredericks I, won't, select. I won't I won't do do select. I will but but if you're gonna pay me pay me you know what I want then I will sit all day and break wrestling and MMA news for you twenty four seven. I uh, I am not a reporter. I do get information and I keep it to myself because I but know I, that if I share it I'm not gonna get it anymore. And but I can also now be you know I can be I can I can act in the role I mean I host a podcast but yeah. I can be a, more of a fan than anything but that also allows yeah. me to interview anybody I want and, yeah you know so but, but like, to answer Mike's question yeah Ariel's a good MMA reporter he's a good MMA reporter but he's but if he ever wants to claim unbiasedness like that yeah. went that flew out the window a long time ago whenever he re- revealed that. Revealed that he was being paid by UFC because yes, he was incredible. That time when he, up to a certain point in that relationship, when he was being paid by the UFC, he was incredibly biased towards the UFC. So, yeah, and now we know why. Exactly. Know why. So, yeah. so, and now it's the same cycle repeating. And I could say a lot more, but 
but honestly, like if I were to say a lot more, we'd go two hours on this conversation. Yeah. So nope, conversation, no especially, especially, you know, a lot of stuff that I'm reading and a lot of people are making a lot of good points. And the point I brought up with the whole reporting, reporting on, you know, those tweets reporting, John Pollock brought up, brought up, yeah. he, he, you go like, you go like at that point, you, you have to choose your lane. Are you a reporter? Or are you just a personality? So you have to choose your lane, and I guess the lane he's ch- chosen is is he's a personality now, and it's honestly not going to surprise me if you know he's on WWE broadcast for the rest of the time. He should be. He did a great job. Yeah, I, I you know I, 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 see, I, also, I didn't see any of it. So no, he did. He did comment. a really good job. He did this vi- voiceover on a video package that was incredible, and his like the 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 video package itself was incredible without him, but he added to it uh, because he's from Montreal, and so he could add that perspective yeah. and uh, his emotion that he get. Like he's made for this. Like that's what he should be doing, and uh, I'm sure he'd love to do it. You know, yeah. if he could get you know. A, a nice paycheck from WWE to do something like that. I will also say this. Both of you guys are 40. Y'all don't need to be bickering on Twitter. Yes. It's just yeah. Stupid. What stupid. did uh, our friend or I, I, I think I'm not sure if you're friends with her, but I know I am Lisa, Lisa, my friend from the UK put it the best when she said it. Uh, yeah. I saw that. On the two, two guys waving their willies. Yeah. And people saying that, that, like I said, people that saying that, that this, tweet by tony khan hurts his business no that's just fucking stupid no it, it probably helped and, honestly it, it drew on attention a, from wwe yeah. on a the, weekend the, when they had a great show yeah that, that's the yeah that's the whole thing thing <laughs> yeah. too nobody's talking to, nobody's talking about wwe having having a good elimination chamber show nobody's talk, yeah. talking about the the down week aew had ratings wise and, Ariel hawaii spent and, 45 minutes talking about AEW on his show so his, yeah, but and he spent a lot of that time to bringing Dana into the conversation. Yeah, which, you know, yeah. He can he can't quit Dana. <laughs> no, exactly. All right, let's move on. Um, we have to talk about uh, our weekly segment, another weekly segment that we do. And uh, this week, it's uh, Ultimate Fighter cast rumors. And last week, we talked about the fact that it might be uh, comeback fighters against, you know, the traditional up-and-comers. Uh, what, are, what are we hearing this week? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly kind of what it is. But it's actually two weight classes, lightweight and bantamweight. Okay. And we have some unconfirmed names, uh, rumors, and uh and there's actually been some people, some people that have actually said that they were on the show but got cut or told told to go home. And there's been a lot of like a little kind of uh, craziness going on, oh. craziness going on. Apparently, Connor brought in some guys for the show, kind of unannounced. Some have said three. Connor has claimed only one, one guy. But uh, please tell me he brought the goat in. Him and Arnold Lobov are are uh, not on speaking terms. Oh, okay, right, right, right. I, as soon as I said it, I remembered that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, but here was the list as of as of this is probably as of Wednesday or so. You, you know, got Will Brooks? Probably, no, no. Oh, darn it! No, they they had already they had already uh, casted the show before he started kind of chiming in. Okay, but uh, at lightweight. Uh, Here's the list that I had now. Uh, Kenneth Cross was on the list. He's not on. He's not on the show. I know that. Uh, Lucas Clay nine and two. He's a new guy. Mitch Ramirez six and zero. Oh, he's a new guy. Uh, here's a couple former UFC fighter fighters. Uh, Austin Hubbard. Oh yeah. Who's three and four in the UFC? 
Jason Knight, aka Hick Diaz. Oh yeah, yeah, the guy so, that our 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 mutual friend wants on every single card. Yeah, but he was born. <laughs> he had some success in UFC, yeah. but uh, he wasn't lost ready. A bunch of, lost a bunch of fights in a row and got cut. Yeah, got cut. Did some bare knuckle stuff. Uh, Aaron McKenzie was on the list. Uh, Dakota Bush, who had oh a, yeah, yeah, had a brief one to run in the UFC. Be- regional guy for a long yeah. time. Yeah, uh, another name on the list, but I know this guy. This guy, uh, Loik Rasabov, Rasabov. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he AC, fought PFL, PFL, ACA. Uh, uh, but uh, I think he was one of the ones cut from the show. Okay, cut from the show to make room for Connor's guys. And then there was two, said two more unconfirmed lightweights. Now, granted, you know this list might change by the time an official list comes out. This was just a rumored list. That list got uh, coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, it should be coming out soon. They've started filming, filming, and I'm sure. I'm sure you know they usually they usually release the cast list kind of early and do do an early media day before they really do. I'll, the I'll find the house when I'm in Vegas and uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll report. When, I'm when sure. Yeah. I'm sure you will. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for, for the bantamweight list, uh, uh, the list I have here, uh, Anthony Burchak, who's oh yeah, couple, yeah, a couple of UFC stints. Uh, Chris Moutinho was on the list. He was the guy who fought Sean O'Malley on short notice and got a. Got a whole bunch of rays. He was zero two in the UFC. I heard he was cut from the rot from the cast though, so he's because he he uh, sent out a uh, Instagram post that he's back home. So yeah, uh, Cody Gibson, another guy, oh, yeah. former UFC guy, UFC guy, another former UFC guy, Hunter Az Azer. On the list, on the list. He, was a, there, he was a he had a lot of buzz as a prospect for a, yeah, a little while, yeah. But two and two in the UFC, and uh, Rico Desculo, who fought on the contender series, Trevor Wells, Carlos Vera, uh, Mando Gutierrez, the former contender series guys, a guy who's listed here as a substitute, Manny Lazoya. But here's the most interesting name on the cast in Bantamweight, and I would say the favorite, uh, Tamir Valiev. Oh, wow. Yeah, he uh he was two and one with one no contest in the UFC. They didn't renew his contract contract, and a lot of people were kind of shocked by that because that's very that's good. all he fought. I I would have yeah, I would he only fought four fights. Like, wow, fights in the UFC, but he fought a but you know wasn't he like World Series of Fighting or PFL champion and oh, okay that's, something like yeah. that. But yeah, but yeah, but uh, he's he's the big name, biggest name on the cast list. As far him as him and like, Burchak for sure, like yeah. Burchak is the other one that kind of sticks out at me for that. List. Yeah, so I would say Valia is definitely the favorite of the show. And then there's a couple of uh Connor's guy guys who have been listed. One guy who was rumored was uh Lee Hammond, five and oh guy, hmm. and uh, another one of uh SPG size Cesare Oleksajuk, the uh brother of Yossi Vader Mikel Oleksajuk, so, light heavyweight, yeah, uh, no, maybe lightweight or bantamweight. Uh, Mikhail, Mikhail, or Mikhail's a middleweight now. Middleweight, okay. I, for some reason, I was talking about his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rumored, either rumored for the show or rumored for contender series this year. So. Okay, well, so, that's interesting. Yeah. I we'll guess we'll we'll more. keep getting more news. I, I'd imagine next week we'll have we'll have uh, a lot of news. And and uh, yeah, I've, I keep talking about my trip. I won't be missing any shows because I'm uh, leaving on a Thursday, coming back on a Monday. So uh, we'll be good. So we'll uh, we'll we'll be here. And hopefully next week we have some more new some more news on uh, the Ultimate Fighter as uh, when it was start late in April. 
in May. Uh, it starts in the May. The in May, right? What the the last Tuesday in May is what. Okay, it was. and that's uh, right, and that's uh, that'll be on ESPN. So yeah, we'll we'll talk a lot more about that as uh, as as we come up on it, and we got a little bit more news. Um, we have a Bellator show from Hawaii that was announced this week. I thought I had the two, card. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah, back to back. They usually tend to do this, um, and uh, I. I must have. Oh no! Here we go. Uh, April twenty first and twenty second. Uh, yeah. The um, we got uh, flyweight uh, title fight Liz Carmouche against uh, Deanna Bennett, uh, which is a rematch. That's on the Friday show on April twenty first, and then on twenty uh, second on Saturday, uh, we have interim champion bantamweight in the World Grand Prix, Rafian Stotts and Patchy Mix. Uh, in one ma- one uh, main event, and then I think they're calling it a co-main event, uh, is Alemale McFarlane, you know, Hawaii's own, against Kana Watanabe, who I believe is also from Hawaii. So that's a that's a big fight for that local market, and uh, that is uh, those shows are always a lot of fun, especially the entrances and yeah. re- the reaction that McFarlane will get. Yeah, and the Stotts Mix fight is uh, the finals of the Bet- Bantamweight Grand Prix. Oh, that's the finals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's a million dollars on the line too. So, yeah, so that's a, that is yeah. a big fight, um, and uh, you know, and then yeah, the the Friday show not so much. The co-main has uh, I got the full cards here. Uh, Tim Johnson and uh, you know who's known for losing to Fedor uh, last year against Sad Salma and Arlene Blankow and Sarah McMahon also on the main card, and then you know there's more fights to come. Uh, but uh, yeah, these these shows are usually usually a lot of fun. Um, you know, from uh, Dublin, they you know they kind of got a you know good schedule coming up of Bellator. I mean, they're not on every week, but there's uh, looks like six shows over the next couple months. So, um, you know, we'll be getting a lot of Bellator coming up, and they're all over the place. There's no apex in Bellator. <laughs> they're uh, you know Dublin, Hawaii, California, uh, Paris. So you know uh, you know all over the place for them. And uh, the other news, let me just get back because that was in my. Uh, same folder that I have. Yeah. So UFC and USADA uh, with the IV. Oh, this. Okay. Talk, talk about this. Yeah. They, uh, apparently they changed the IV thing a while back. I don't have the exact rules in front of me. Whereas, uh, you know, originally when the USADA came in, there was no IV usage at post weigh-ins. And apparently now, and they changed this rule a few years ago, you can have like a certain amount as long as an actual physician that that they assign is is the one giving it to you. So the whole Makachev stuff from last week with IV use, uh, you know, the rumors. There's no there's no been no official proof they got an IV, but uh, yeah, as long as you you're following the guidelines that they set up, it, you can use IVs, you know, to an extent. So so yeah, but uh, there's been no there's been it's been said there's been no there was no foul play found in the whole Makachev situation last week. Oh, well, that's so, good to know. I, I so, guess because there was a lot of talk about yeah. that. Um, and, and you know quick, what? And real quick, speaking of Islam Makachev, his mother wants him to retire. So, oh, so, so we'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see if he follows. His dad, his dad watches all of his fights, but his his mother wants him to retire. So we'll see if he. We'll see if he follows Habib and follows mother's wishes or if he comes back. So um, they're also um, you always send me the rundown and you always ask me if there's anything else. And usually I'll say uh, n- no, 
you know, this, this looks good. The occasional time I'll bring something up. And yeah. there was something I should have brought up this time and I didn't. Yeah. So I'll just mention it now real quick. Okay. Uh, PFL also announced their, uh, their first, uh, That's right. yeah. yeah, their first week cards. So we got April 1st uh, on ESPN and it's the uh, featherweights and the light heavyweights. So we've got, uh, Brendan Lofnane and Marlon Marias, which is probably the biggest fight. Uh, Robert Wilkinson and Tiago Santos. And we're also going to get uh, Chris Wade and Bubba Jenkins, Omari uh, Akhmedov, and Will Flurry. So uh, that's you know not a bad card for their opening card on ESPN on uh, April 1st. So Nice. Yeah. And that is at the Virgin as well, where uh, UFC is going to be doing a show. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're also going to be there on Friday, April 7th and April 14th as well. So is there a UFC on April 1st? No. Ah, so they got they got that Saturday. Then. So yeah, they they always take WrestleMania weekend off or, okay, so. or have since the ESPN move. Yeah, but that's 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 good for them though. They're they're actually going to be on ESPN, uh, you know, the main ESPN. So it'll be interesting to see how many people actually watch that show. Yeah, um, that's, that, yeah, it will be. I'm trying to think of any other big sporting events that weekend. Is it maybe Final Four? Well, yeah, Saturday. March Madness will be going on for sure. Final, yeah. The Final Four is that weekend. I wrote, Always remember that the final four, the the championship was always the Monday, at the same after time Raw. as the Monday after Raw. After yeah. and it Monday, never affects Monday after it. Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, it's always the biggest Raw of the year, and there's 20 million people watching the uh, the championship game. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think if people if people if there's a show people want to watch, they're gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's a conclusion I've come down to. Yeah, um, yeah, and we've got some fight announcements. So what what do we got? Here, here we go. Um, UFC 285, the show you're going to March 4th. Uh, we talked about last week Dan Hooker was out of the fight against Jalen Turner and that they needed to get an, a replacement. They got a good one. Jalen yeah. Turner's fighting Matu's Game Row ne- next. That's a that's a that's a pretty good fight right there. I hope uh, I hope I have good seats for this. Yeah, here here's one that you'll like. UFC 287 on April 8th. It's a good news, bad news fight for you. Bad news is Chase Sherman is still on the roster getting fights. But the good news for you, Paul, is he's fighting Huggy Bear, Chris Barnett. This is this is unbelievable. I can't believe Chase Sherman's fighting already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we we talked about how he just seems to yeah. be on cards every few months, and yeah, even though he's getting knocked out all the time, but this definitely feels like a highlight reel for Barnett coming. That's so. that Miami show, so they'll yeah. probably put that on the prelims. Yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah. It'll definitely be on the prelims. That card's pretty, pretty loaded. So, uh, but that's like that's a that'll be a fun fight though for like the you know the the main prelims. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be uh, UFC Fight Night April fifteenth, the Kansas City show. Ed Herman against Zach Cummins. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> what? Herman, Herman's still going. <laughs> Herman's still going, and. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Bozer going down to light heavyweight oh. uh, to fight Ion Q to Laba. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Um, here's a – we'll skip that one. Uh, UFC Fight Night, April 29th, Cal Borallo against Mikhail Oleksajic. Oh, we just talked about him. Yeah, we just talked about him. Uh, UFC 288 on May 6th. We we talk about this fight all the time. But it's, a fi- it's not official but targeted – Targeted for that show is the fight between Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo. Sterling has started training this week, suppose so he claims. So it looks like you know he's finally gonna whatever his issue was with his bicep. That, that's probably now. not the main, right? 
Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say now. It wouldn't surprise me if it's, if it's the main event. So okay. don't know where that shows at yet. So, uh, and then uh, UFC Fight Night, May 13th, uh, two notable fights. Uh, Matt Brown against Court McGee, Battle wow. of Longtime Veterans. And here's an interesting heavyweight fight. Jarzinho Rosenstruck against Jalton Almeida. I swear that well, Jalton Almeida's last fight, we said that should be his next opponent. I could be wrong, but I we might have like brought it up. That, we might yeah. have brought him up because we felt like he was ready for a top ten guy, and yeah. Rosenstruck kind of fit that bill. So, yeah, but Brown but, and McGee is uh, that could be fun. Yeah, we, it, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where that shows at because that's that's a headline by Anthony Smith against. Uh, Oh, that's the one we, uh, we thought was uh, like Omaha Johnny or Walker, right? Johnny Walker, we were saying Omaha, Lincoln, somewhere around there, you know. You that's kind of right in between those yeah. these two guys' home base because yeah, McGee's yeah. from Utah and yeah. Brown's from Ohio. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, this week's show, last show at the Apex until at least April 22nd. Yay. Everything from April 22nd on, there's no locations announced. I mean, I'm sure we're going to have Apex shows still, but the less, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, or, or, you know, at the very least go, go to that Virgin uh, place. There's so um, many, there's so many, I mean, I get why you want to do at the apex, especially since you're adding seats, you know, you don't have to move any production stuff or any of that, any of that, but you can cut a deal. I mean, the palms is back open. There's the cosmopolitan park, MGM Virgin hotel resorts world. You could cut a deal, cut a deal with any of those places to have a small venue and you're going to get people who are on the strip who don't like to go off the strip to go to, to the show. Granted the apex is not that far. It's a five minute, five, 10 minute drive from, I mean, I stay at the park MGM a, a lot, and I drive, and I get a, I'll rent a vehicle actually to go to drive back and forth from the Apex to Performance Institute, and it's like a less than a ten minute drive, maybe more like five if you get good, good traffic and hit the lights right. But uh, yeah, it's not that far away. But people don't like leaving the strip, so the more on the strip, the the better. Absolutely. That uh, May 6th show, I, I was thinking, you know, because of Aljamain Sterling, that maybe they go to like Brooklyn or Long Island or something. But well, I don't think that'll happen because the NBA and NHL playoffs, right? Yeah. And uh, there's been times where he's been rumored to be fighting in New York, but uh, his neck, the, he's got those neck, he's oh, had those neck right. issues. Yeah. And supposedly the commission, the New York commission would have never licensed him. So gotcha, gotcha. So maybe somewhere like south, some somewhere yeah. in the southwest. Yeah, maybe, even though I mean, even though he's had surgery to to correct that, but New New York seems to have the weirdest commission when it comes to comes to things because you know they they had the whole debacle with the breast implants and saying oh, yeah. no, no women with breast implants are allowed to fight in New York, except that they had already allowed women yeah. with breast implants to fight in the state before they tried to say that. You know, it's just Jeez. they got a weird thing. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out hopefully soon where, where that show is and where some of these fight nights are going to be. Um, all right. So that's going to just about do it. And uh, one thing I noticed when, when, um, when I was listening to uh, you and Justin do the show was I never let you do your own plugs. So I always do your plugs for you. So I'm going to let you do your own plugs. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, yeah, you can, uh, Always catch me on Twitter, Ryan J. Frederick. Uh, well, I'll have the uh, coverage of this past week's UFC and the Wrestling Observer newsletter this upcoming week, plus any other UFC news in there. And then, uh, yeah, every Saturday, 
UFC, UFC coverage live on the front page of F4WOnline.com. And, uh, and then of course, you know, we're always, we're now trying to build up our discord. So yeah, let's, let's try to get people involved in the discord and try to, you know, I'm, I will be in there all the time, especially in the MMA sections. If you guys ever want to interact with me, to me, it's kind of more friendlier than Twitter will be. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, I'll still be on Twitter, but I try to be off of that as much as possible. I'm days. on my best behavior in there. I don't know if you've noticed, but you I'm, need to uh, be. Yeah, I am. No, on Discord, I mean, on Discord. I need to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, and and me, like, I'm on uh, Twitter as well. And honestly, I think we're probably the only podcast out there where both people on the podcast have their tweets on during the UFC broadcast. If I'm watching live, my tweets are on the screen. So um, you can see both of us on there. And uh, although I rarely watch live. Um, I'll also do the Dynamite show on the Patreon that I plugged earlier with uh, Jeff Hawkins. And next week, we're actually going to be doing a free show. Um, I, I don't think you even know about this yet ryan but uh we're doing a uh we're doing a live show on uh, the youtube channel and we're gonna have some special guests um i might even invite you i'm gonna invite various members of the fikey media family and maybe even some celebrities i don't know if any of them will actually show up but if they do it'll be a great show um and uh and then uh, as well i did a special show today i put uh, i sent a link on my facebook i also put it in the discord camera if i did on twitter or not but i will um uh um basically showcasing winnipeg music uh, those that don't know i'm from winnipeg and we have a long history of of music here in the city so i did a show presenting some of those uh, great songs that uh, have come out of winnipeg over the last 50 years so you can check that out for free um on uh, soundcloud uh, which is a free app so uh yeah so for ryan i'm paul and ryan take us home like you always do Hope everybody enjoyed the show this week. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.